0: Welcome in everybody to betting pros it's time to place your bets it is me Joey P Joe P Zapia. Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah and a Happy New Year to all of you it's a festive time of year no one's more festive if you're watching on the YouTube channel than our good friend Matthew Friedman Pat Fitzmorris here as well get his Grinch on for everybody and I of course the Clark Griswold of the bunch where's the Tylenol that's all I want where is the Tylenol oh my goodness what a crazy day of Christmas games we had but it's time to look forward to week 17 if you can believe it we're almost at the end some of these races are getting real tight a lot to play for still in the NFL and we're going to talk all about it but gentlemen let's start at the top because we got one more game before we close the book and close the chapter of week 16 in the NFL it's the Los Angeles Chargers and the Indianapolis Colts the number on this one is four on the side of the Los Angeles Chargers going on the road to the Colts uh home underdogs as one would think Nick Foles is playing quarterback 45 and a half is the number if you like the Colts for the upset at home well you get plus 175 on the money line Pat Fitzmore's so let's talk about it any love for this game tonight as we uh, try to look ahead to week 17
1: it seems like it's been forever since the Colts blew that 33 nothing halftime lead, Joe, and we still have yet to see how they are going to rebound from that, and I feel like this line is maybe giving them a hair-too-many credit for their resilience, and uh, we don't know if that's the case, and they have no Jonathan Taylor anymore. Mm-hmm. They've made a quarterback change because Matt Ryan was destined to be a walking avatar of the most embarrassing loss in franchise history and certainly one of the most embarrassing losses of any team ever uh so yeah I, like i can't bet the colts on this like given this line suggesting that they're going to stay close to a pretty good chargers team um mm-hmm. you know i don't really see any value on the total but i'm inclined to bet on the chargers here
0: i hope that's not matt ryan's last game in the nfl that's a that's a I crappy know. way to go out. i mean i just you know Shout out to Matt Ryan. He's been a really good quarterback for a very long time. All right, Friedman, your thoughts on Monday Night Football
2: here. Do the Colts have a little fight in them? Could they keep this one close? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I have this projected at 3.75, so pretty close to the market, the ever so slightest of leans towards the Colts, but it's not as if at all I want to bet that. Uh, Nick Foles has not been like the backup quarterback. Like he hasn't been practicing before this past week with the the team like he's been on the scout team kind of helping them prepare doing what the opponent's offense is doing and so it's not as if he's out there really been practicing the Colts offense, whatever the Colts offense actually is because it's changed a couple of times during the season so uh, it's not a great situation for him I don't even know if he's going to be an upgrade on Matt Ryan I think it's probably a lateral move and maybe a little bit of a downgrade. Still, I have this projected with the slightest of value on the Colts, but that doesn't mean I'm betting it. At the same time, the Chargers, anything more, like historically, anything more than three points for them has kind of been too much because they tend to play down to the level of their competition. So I think this line is right about where it should be, and I'm not betting it. All right, don't forget, everybody, BetMGM, the
0: king of sportsbook, the sponsor of the show. And you can get a risk-free $1,000 first bet, plus an extra $25 when you use the promo code BettingPros25 at sign up. Again, that's BettingPros25. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or just go to BetMGM.com. You can go get it all done there. Sign up with BettingPros25. Go get some money here for the holidays. You spent all that money on Christmas presents. You need to make some money up. Let's start with week 17. Finally, it's here thursday night football we've got the dallas cowboys coming off a huge win against the eagles against the tennessee titans coming off a huge loss to the houston texans yes that's right i said it so uh what seems like what it should be uh, a 10 point favorite spot here for dallas even though they're on the road 42 and a half is the number plus 350 for the tennessee titans friedman i don't know about you but this feels like the classic dallas trap where Dallas has a big win against the Eagles at home and everyone's riding high and then they're going to go out and they probably should beat this Tennessee team. I don't know. The 10 seems pretty big to me. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think?
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the odds page now that we have at betting pros and it's fluctuating around nine and a half and 10. And I have this exactly at nine and a half. Uh, And you know, I wish I had bet it in the look ahead market when this number was six, and mm-hmm. at that point, like I did show some value on on the Cowboys, and obviously my projections have changed to to account for what we saw this past week. But even then, I saw value on the Cowboys. The reason why I didn't bet it then was because of all of the injury situations with the Titans, and there was a possibility. Well, you know, maybe some of these teams come, uh, some of these guys come back for the Titans, and you know, Gardner Minshew coming in for the the Eagles, maybe he's not that bad. And so I was thinking maybe there would be some value left on the Cowboys, but no, the the exact opposite of that happened. You know the Titans just got blown out by the lowly Texans, as you mentioned there, and the Cowboys. uh, I mean, it's hard to say they looked great against the Eagles, Mm. but you know, still that was a pretty good Eagles team, and they they got the win again. I was projected at nine and a half exactly, so I don't see any value in the market, but I did bet the early line when this came out at eight and a half because I thought the uh, you know after the look ahead released last night at eight and a half, because I thought, okay, this line's going to move closer to 10. So it has, I wouldn't be betting it where it is. And as far as the total goes, man, I, I have is exactly I have 43 and a half is the number I have at 43.8. So not really doing anything, given the current state of the market. All right, Fitz,
0: what's your take on the market here? Again, I just 10 seems like a really big number to me, especially with Tennessee coming off a loss there that's kind of embarrassing for them, let's be honest. So do you think they show some respectability and keep this one closer than the double-digit points we have right now on betting pros?
1: Possible, Joe, and it does seem like a big number to me, mainly because I'm not inclined to lay that sort of uh, mm-hmm. number with Mike McCarthy coaching on the road. Like I'm just, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, as a a Packers fan who's seen enough of Mike McCarthy's act, like I just, you know, especially when I have so much coach for the, or so much respect for the coach on the other sideline, Mike Vrabel, and certainly things have not gone well for the Titans. During this five game losing streak, they're averaging 15.2 points a game. Uh, Malik Willis, I, I know conditions were not great. With the cold in nashville and rolling blackouts across tennessee but i mean he threw for 99 yards and if you factor in sacks the net passing yardage for the titans was 88 this past week so the one big flaw maybe the cowboys have right now is uh the cornerback position with what injuries have done to them and i don't think malik willis can really take advantage of that flaw so Mm -hmm. i'm probably just going to walk away from this one uh, if anything maybe maybe take the under. like I've got Friedman's got it at 438, I've got it at 43. So, um, but I don't know if half a point of value is enough to suck me into this game at all. Here's the one all thing up. I will I yep. will
2: say about the the Titans, uh, and Fitz mentioned this, you know, Mike Vrabel as an underdog, and especially at home, like that has been the spot where you have wanted to back him, especially as a big underdog. And so mm-hmm. the, like, this is the Vrabel spot, but this is not a Vrabel team, given how injured they are. And with Malik Willis at quarterback, like, I don't think they can operate the offense, even though it's historically a bare bones offense. I don't think they can even operate it at that level uh so again to fitz's point i don't think willis has what he needs to have to be able to exploit the uh the issues the cowboys have in the secondary
0: speaking of limited quarterback play i give you the atlanta falcons and arizona cardinals boys The atlanta falcons three point home favorite so go ahead just throw a coin in the air the arizona cardinals uh travel into atlanta 39 and a half is the number plus 130 on the money line if you like arizona here and uh, I mean, look, we'll see who quarterback is for them this week. If Colt McCoy is back or not. Uh, it was an ugly game last night by all accounts. Uh, so Fitz, when you're taking a look at this one right now, any early value at all pop up to you? Cause this one feels like it's dead on and just kind of run the other way or bet Arizona <laughs> on the money line and walk away.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm probably just going to walk away, Joe. Like I just, mm-hmm. I can't feel, oh, please don't. Please don't give us a Trace McSorley versus Desmond Ritter matchup. Oh my god. Well, that would just it's, be so it's not
0: out of the range of outcomes.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean probably probably Colt McCoy comes back, in which case maybe the Cardinals are a little undervalued. But um mm-hmm. I don't know. Right now I've I have it like based on McSorley playing again, I've got Falcons. Uh, by well, four. If
0: the protocol kind of follows the way it's gone all year, he'll
1: be back. He, right. He should be
0: back. And Friedman, does that mean it's a perfect time to jump on the Arizona plus 130 before this number
2: starts to change with more information? Yeah. <clears throat> That's assuming you actually want to bet on the Cardinals. Um as well, I don't want to bet on the
0: Falcons. Right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Right. As as Fitz knows, uh, I tend to like betting on the Cardinals when they are road underdogs. Like that has been the spot Mm -hmm. where uh head coach Cliff Kingsbury has outperformed, pretty significantly outperformed expectations. I do think Colt McCoy is going to come back. Uh or there's at least a probability. I think it's likelier than not he comes back. He did get in a limited practice on Friday, which is kind of a bullish indication for his ability to return this week so i uh i have it sort of like projected right now of like sort of like you know 60 percent uh chance that mccoy comes back uh and if he does come back i think this line moves under three so it probably is if you're looking for the cardinals i think now is the time to bet it and even if mccoy doesn't come back i don't think this line moves to three and a half um i can't imagine a world in which this moves to three and a half and if we do live in that world i will be betting on the cardinals at three and a half okay uh let's go to the chicago bears and the detroit lions
0: Oh, detroit things were going so well and then all of a sudden they ran into the carolina panthers i don't know that doesn't seem right but that's what happened so Detroit now goes back home after, look, they put together some really good wins here. They are five-point favorites, though, against the Chicago Bears. Much different here. We're in a dome. The elements, this one certainly has a lot of high-scoring potential. 51.5 is the number, plus 185 on the Bears' side. I got to tell you, Freeman, when I look at this one, 51 and a half seems small. I'm going to go on the over on this one with the way these two defenses have played. And when you take Justin Fields and put him indoors, I think this is a really good recipe here to have a nice day for points. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I have it projected at 52.3. And it's not just Justin Fields indoors. It's also Jared Goff, who, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm already starting to write up my favorites piece for week 17. And Goff will definitely be in there because he has enormous home road splits this year. Yep. You know, just when he's in a dome. He's throwing for over 300 yards, like, uh, you know, three touchdowns, hardly any interceptions like he smashes when he is at home in that dome. Uh, And I am the idiot who bet this at Detroit minus six and a half on the look ahead, because I thought they were going to smash the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that obviously did not happen. But I still have this projected at Detroit six and a half. Like the Bears are missing multiple cornerbacks in their secondary. Their defense is bad anyway, but missing multiple cornerbacks, missing a starting safety. This is a Jared Goff game, which means a lot of points for uh, the Lions. I think they cover, and I think this number, Joe, as you said, goes to the over.
0: Fitz, Jared Goff is an indoor cat. We talk about it all the time. He does not like the outside. That being said, 51 and a half to me, to me, you smash this one. I think this number is going to climb. The more people have to marinate on it. What do you think?
1: I'm with you guys on the total. I don't like the side uh, as much as Friedman does. Like I, I have seen the bears hang in with too many good teams and um, you know, play pretty, they've been spunky, uh, but I agree. The defense is so depleted. They have given up 32.6 points per game over the, their last eight. Uh, they're 31st in defensive DVOA. Only the Raiders are keeping them out of the cellar. Um, uh, you know, they had been scoring a lot themselves, but they've been uh, held to 20 points or fewer in four straight. But I don't know, the Lions, their run defense was looking so good for about a month and then they were just completely trampled by the Panthers in Carolina. So something obviously ruptured in that defense uh, this past week and bad time for Leaks to be sprung in your run defense with the Bears coming to town because that's what they want to do. They just want to run you asunder. And uh yeah, so the first time these teams played, thirty-one to thirty, Lions, and they put up over seven hundred yards of offense combined. So is that all?
0: That doesn't seem like enough. Seven hundred and
1: thirty-one. Yeah, I uh, I think this Let's is looking go. like an over, even at the inflated number.
0: Let's go. All right, my new favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Far point favorites ahead of the Houston Texans traveling to Houston. Oh, Thursday night football was fun. Friedman and I did the, did the little show together on BP. Hit the Jaguars on the money line. Hit the Trevor Lawrence anytime touchdown. Ooh, wee, it was lots of good things. It was a nice night. Let me tell you Thursday. And I got a Zach Wilson benching. All the things came together at the same time. It was a beautiful thing. And Jacksonville has a shot here at this division. In fact, they are leading this division as of right now today. This is a shocking state of affairs. I'm all in on the Jags. They got a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson in that game. I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars feel like it's, hey, we're playing with house money. No one expected us to be here. It makes them super dangerous. I don't think because Houston won last week, they will take Houston for granted. I think that was one of those things where you could say this was a trap game, maybe, you know, 48 hours ago. Not now. I don't think it is because they say, oh, look, you beat the Titans. We better be prepared for this one. Fitz, what do you make of this game? I think Jacksonville wins this one handily. Uh, Again, minus 210 on the money line for them. But at the same time, you get minus 112 on the four. So that seems to be the way to go.
1: I'm with you, Joe. Doesn't it feel like the Texans are maybe getting too much credit for beating the Titans in weird weather conditions with a backup quarterback? As Friedman pointed out, Titans have a lot of injury problems and maybe also part of it is that the Texans did beat the Jaguars in the first meeting between these two teams way back That's in right. week five, but the Jaguars outgained the Texans 422 yards to 248 in that game. Pretty much had the better of play, but they lost the turnover battle two to nothing and they were over three on fourth down. So um, yeah, like we've seen Trevor Lawrence morph into this beautiful butterfly breaking out of the cocoon mm-hmm. uh over his last seven games 14 touchdown passes, one interception, completing just a shade under 70% of his throws and averaging 7.5 yards per attempt. So, I do think they just have too much firepower for the the Davis Mills led Texans in this one.
0: All right, Friedman, will the uh butterfly led Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor
2: <laughs> Lawrence tramp stamp the Houston Texans this week? I mean, I'm not as uh, enthusiastic or poetic uh, about this team as Fitz is, but I do have it projected at four and a half. So I, I am uh, leaning towards the, the Jags here, and I certainly wouldn't be betting on the Texans. Although I will say like – I have been impressed with the texans what we've seen out of them in the past three weeks i've been i've been too low on them because it's not uncommon for teams especially you know teams that are in that uh that front running position for the number one pick just absolutely to die at this point point. and they have not done that like they have no. played tough against uh, three teams who are very live to go to the playoffs, like two teams who are championship contenders, and then the Titans who were leading the division like I'm in, I am impressed. So it would not surprise me if the uh, if the Texans did cover this game because it's not just what we saw last week it's what we've seen out of them the past three weeks. And so uh, I, I've been low on them. I've been too low on them. And so I am moving them up. But even with the move up, I still like the Jags in this spot. All right. Well, when you thought the
0: season couldn't get any worse for the Denver Broncos, well, you were wrong. Denver Broncos got shellacked by the Los Angeles Rams and to make it even worse. I know they were doing that Nickelodeon broadcast at the same time. So Squidward live called an interception of Russell Wilson. It was amazing. I don't know if you've seen the clip on Twitter. I have. It was awesome. I highly suggest everybody go out there and looking for it. But here we go. Uh, let's talk about the Denver Broncos. 13 point underdogs traveling to Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs came out with another win this week. 43 and a half is the number for this one. If you like Denver on the money line, you're getting plus 510. But uh, I don't think that's a very good call. Friedman, let's talk about it here. 13, a very big number for a Kansas City team that has had trouble putting away people this year. There's no doubt that's definitely part of it. Uh, prolific is not what they are. But is it just a matter of the Denver Broncos are that bad with a 13 is safe?
2: Man, this number has even moved to 13 and a half at Wait. FanDuel. And last night, this was 11 and a half. Less than a week ago on Thursday in the look ahead market, this number was 10. And I was and just, uh, you know, to really put massive context, long term context on this In the offseason look ahead market. This number was four, four and a half. Uh, on on Thursday when it was 10, I was showing value on the Chiefs and I was just thinking, okay, I, I sort of want to bet this. At the same time, the Chiefs have not really been good at covering large spreads. Uh, and that Denver defense was starting to come on. Uh, Denver covered last time these two teams played, uh, which wasn't that long ago. Uh, I didn't bet it. And now I'm sort of regretting that I didn't bet it. Um, because it it has moved, uh, but in my projections, I still have it at 12.75, and I don't know. I don't I don't want any part of – I definitely don't want the Broncos based on what we just saw out of them, uh, but I do not want the Chiefs in this spot because they're just – this is not a spot in which they historically covered. That said, I know if I were to look through like different trends databases, we would definitely see something that says – you want to bet on a team that just got their butts handed to them like the next game like you know they lose by 30 they probably cover at like a 60 percent rate 65 percent rate the next week i'm sure there's a trend like that like this is the spot to be betting on the broncos but i don't want to do it i think you make a very good case for that but i say exactly the same i don't want
0: to do it either uh does that mean you just stay away from this game fits what are your thoughts Yeah, humiliation is
1: a great motivator, and I think we're going to see a good effort from the Broncos in one of their last two games. Because every team wants to go into the season like, if a team looks terrible the few weeks, like running up to Week 18, I like betting those teams in Week 18 because I know that, uh, you know, like I've had players tell me that when I used to like interview players at, at. Uh, when I was at Pro Football Weekly in a different lifetime um, that, you know, they get fired up for week 18 because they do not want to go into the off season with a bad taste in their mouth. Like they want to feel at least some pride that, you know, they played all the way to the whistle, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so I could see Denver getting it together at some point, but man, like the one thing this team had going for them was their defense and they did not hold the Rams, To any sort of scoreless drive yesterday until the Rams knelt down at the end of the game. They scored points on every single offensive drive. So, this game, I mean, it definitely has the feel of a squash match. And I will bet the uh, spread gets to 15 at some point this week. I I think it's going to go up that high.
0: So, um, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they've imploded. Yeah, Freeman.
2: If this moves, if this moves through 14, I will feel honor bound at that point to bet on the Colts. I mean, not the Colts, the Broncos, just as I did last time these two teams played and amazingly, they they got the cover and it's not like I felt great about it then. I just think I got lucky, but if it goes through 14, I'm
1: probably betting
2: it. I guarantee
1: it's going to happen and I like, like you, I have seen the Chiefs Act like the cat who caught the mouse and batted around all season, and not cover these big numbers. So I might have to join you if it does go over fourteen, and I think it's going to.
0: Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today with BetMGM and use that promo code Betting when you do and your first wager is risk-free, up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, and don't forget to use that promo code BETTINGPROS. That's one word, BETTINGPROS, when you sign up today. Terms and conditions apply. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, and Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable. Free bets on-site credit. Free bets expire seven days from insurance, excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. one 800 270 7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or Close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 866 531 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited promotional offers is not available in Nevada and New York. And now back to the action. All right, talk about two teams going in weird places here the Miami Dolphins, 8 and 7, the Patriots, 7 and 8. The Dolphins, though, have lost four in a row. They had a game in hand this past weekend yesterday. Uh, Did not work out. They are one and a half point favorites going into New England. 43 and a half is the number plus one Oh two on the money line. If you like the Patriots to win outright fits, this is a really tough one. I mean, here's a stat that uh, this will probably make you depressed, especially if you're a Patriots fan, the Patriots special teams and defense have scored more combined points than the offense this year. Just chew on that. Everybody to tell you where the Pates, the Pat's offense is right now. So Uh, Fitz, when you're looking at this game right now, is 43 and a half really the number we should be looking at and paying the most attention to and looking for maybe the under?
1: Yeah, I've got this projected at 43, so I'm a little bit on the under, and a lot of that is just the way Tua Tungavailoa has played the last Mm -hmm. four weeks or so. He just hasn't been as sharp as he was earlier in the year, and he just gave that game to the Packers on Christmas Day. That was a uh, gift under the tree for the Green Bay Packers to take in the second half, so Yeah, I'm not. uh, If anything, I'm probably going to bet the under here. And I might might even be tempted into betting the Patriots as a home dog against a warm weather team. Like, if Tua had been clicking the last couple of weeks, different story, I might not be as eager. Of course, this line might be more like, you know, Dolphins by three. But, Mm -hmm. man, I can't take the Dolphins as a, a road favorite right now.
0: Well, look, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. This is quite an implosion from the Dolphins too, Friedman because you're looking at a team that had very high aspirations, is running high, and then everything just kind of come crashing down this last month uh, all over the Miami Dolphins. And some of their points have been good, but, you know, like they should have beat the Packers. Let's be honest. Like that's a game at home. You need to beat the Packers. What are your thoughts on this game? Are you where Fitz is, too, or New England size is actually the one that's more appealing?
2: yeah as Fitz was talking uh, and I'm literally hitting the button right now I I bet <laughs> I bet the Patriots at plus two and a half at FanDuel which is kind of the the rogue outline number in the market because it is plus one plus one and a half at every other book out there uh and I haven't projected at, at plus one and it's not that I think the the Patriots are that good of a team but they have a pretty good defense they are at home with their Uh, they're playing a warm weather team in conditions that aren't going to be like what we saw last week, but aren't going to be good. Uh, And the dolphins, uh, you know, during the Tua era have been especially good at home, uh, but not really good on the road. And um, you know, they've been good as underdogs, not really good as favorites. And so you're kind of aligning the two areas where this team hasn't been at its strongest. Um, So I, I am I am on the Patriots. I don't feel great about it. But, uh, you know, at two and a half at FanDuel or really wherever it is that you're still able to get to even one and a half. uh, I I like that. okay because I have this at one. All right. The New York Giants uh, let
0: one slip through their fingers in Minnesota. They are at home. Three point favorites against the Colts. This feels just about right to me. In fact, maybe the Giants be favored by more, to tell you the truth. We'll see what the Colts have in store for us tonight before we kind of assess them completely. 40 and a half is the number, plus 140 on the money line. If you like the Colts, Friedman, I'm on the Giants side of this game, and this is one where I think the the number is actually uh, too small for the Giants. I think they should be favored by more at home in this situation,
2: especially this time of year. What are your thoughts? I agree. I have a Giants minus four, uh, mm-hmm. and. I mean, I will say, like, the spot where Daniel Jones has crushed historically has been as a road underdog, and, you know, we saw that again this past week. He hasn't done as well as a home favorite, but, uh, you know, and again, we kind of have to wait and see what we get out of the Colts uh, tonight on Monday Night Football, but based on the numbers we have right now, I'm with you. I have Giants minus four. I haven't bet it yet. I'm a little bit hesitant, but I probably should, given that it's at the key number of three right now. All uh, right, Fitz, what are your thoughts here
0: about this giant number? Are you in agreement to that it feels like a little too too much respect for the Colts?
1: Absolutely. I bet it at three already. I've got it projected at four and a half. And again, like I'm really worried about how the Colts come out after that horrible loss at Minnesota. And then in this game, they're going to be coming off. Uh, they're going to be have a short week of preparation for it, six days. So like this, this line gives them way too much credit, I
0: think. Okay, next one on the slate here. We have the New Orleans Saints and Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Eagles, six and a half point favorites at home. 43 and a half is the number, plus 245 for the New Orleans Saints. Pat, any early value in this one here for an Eagles team, kind of licking its wounds after a loss uh, on Christmas Eve to the Cowboys? I don't know if there is Joe
1: because they are going to have either Gardner Minshew at quarterback or a less than one hundred percent healthy Jalen Hurts, and the Saints' defense has been pretty good lately. They've held six straight opponents to twenty points or less, so um, I think maybe the Saints are capable of turning this one into sort of a, a mud wrestling match and uh, you know keeping the keeping the total low, keeping it close um so yeah like I can't bet on the Eagles as a big favorite right now against a good defense and with their quarterback situation you know not as uh not as much of an exclamation point as it has been
0: you know to your point Pat too if if Jalen Hurts does come back and play and they win this game and then they get in there if you look at the movement on MVP (laughs) It's Patrick Mahomes on FanDuel right now at minus 500, and now Jalen Hurts has moved to plus 1,100. All of a sudden, I mean, what, what an incredible MVP caliber moment that would be for Jalen Hurts. This is a fascinating opportunity to get back in the Jalen Hurts market for MVP if you missed it because I'm somebody who has Mahomes and has locked it in early on, and I'm even saying maybe it's time to hedge a little bit because that is a fantastic number. Just pointing that out there if, if he plays. Friedman, what are your thoughts on this game if
2: Hurts plays or doesn't? I have it projected right now as if it's going to be Gardner Minshew. uh, And with that, I'm seeing value on the Saints, not like a world of value, the numbers at six and a half in the market, and I have it at 5.25. I mean, this number is actually at seven at uh, at a few books, and I don't know if it moves there across the market, but if it hits seven, I, I will be betting on the Saints okay uh let's continue on
0: here to the next game which is the cleveland browns and washington commanders uh is it gonna be heineken is it gonna be once i don't know two and a half points are the washington commander's favorite at home 40 and a half is the number plus once 16 excuse me if you like the cleveland browns uh friedman anything you like in this
2: game early on that jumps out to you i like cleveland in this spot um i i bet it in the look ahead fitz is shaking his head and <laughs> vehemently disagrees. Uh, I mean, I don't think Washington is good. I think it's going to be Wentz. Uh, And I don't know, honestly, if that's a downgrade or not from Taylor Heineke. I think it's probably lateral. But I have this uh, Cleveland should be favored by 0.25 points. you know, so I bet it in the look ahead at plus two, I guess I was wrong in that the number is now plus two and a half in the market. Uh, maybe it will continue to move against me, but it fits. What, what is your, your take on this? Because it seems like you're on the other side here.
1: I am on the other side. I've got this projected as like, I think this game should be about a pick them and uh, like, I don't know what I'm missing with Cleveland. I know their pass defense has gotten better. Like it was really bad early in the season. And then like over the last five weeks or four weeks going into week 16, at least they've been like second in DVOA over the pretty previous month in pass defense, but still like it, this offense just has not clicked with the Sean Watson. And I know granted conditions were just, inhuman in Cleveland on uh, for week 16. So I'm not holding that against him. But um, it, the commanders just lost 37 to 20 to the 49ers. And that was the first time they had given up more than 21 points in a game since week four. Like this defense is legit. And they just got Chase Young back. So they've got Chase Young and Montez Sweat on the edges and Jonathan Allen up front. That is a pain in the rear of a defense to contend with. And like for this offense that hasn't done well, I know they're going to try to be run heavy and, uh, you know, take some of the steam out of that pass rush. But man, I just like I I don't understand. And I think you have also been valuing, uh, you know, Cleveland a lot higher than I have for a while now. It oh, yeah. seems like we're on opposite ends of this, but I'm the I'm the oddball based on what the market is been. like I'm well, the guy who doesn't think the Browns are very good and the market is telling us something
2: else. No, well, Fitz, you and I have this projected almost exactly the same. I have this at point two five. You have it at Pickham. The the commanders are favored by two and a half. Wait, the
1: command. I thought the Browns were favored in this. The commanders are, are favored. They- oh, right? they are. The commanders favored. are okay.
2: favored
0: by two and a half. Yeah.
1: Oh shit! I didn't realize that. My fault. I told him <laughs> this. Oh, my God. oh I now like you gotta beep
0: it out. Look at that. We got all the way here, oh, seventeen weeks. I all right. I guess I'm.
1: Here. I guess
2: I'm on the Browns then. I, I, I guess I I'm on the Browns. I know. <laughs> yeah. I think is, 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 I don't, I don't like. I don't like this spot. I don't actually <laughs> like being on the Browns no, here. No. But I don't. I don't see like why the commanders should be favored by this much. I I guess it's just a home field advantage. That's what the difference is. But Joe, I'm fine with us leaving that. Oh my god. Get me me out
1: of this. Get me out of this game. (laughs) Yeah, man. I
2: like (sighs) stanzas and practices are gonna be all over. Let's go to
0: San Francisco and Las Vegas, everybody. Let's do that one. Brock Purdy continues to Get the job done. The 49ers are six-point favorites over the Las Vegas Raiders, as they should be. 44 is the number, plus 215 on the Vegas side, if you like them, for the upset. Uh, Fitz, uh, I'm going to have to sit with you and Ralphie and put some light boy in your mouth here after the uh, rest of the show. Uh, but in the meantime, tell me about San Francisco Vegas here. Uh, is this number big enough for the 49ers compared to all the mistakes and all the issues of the Vegas Raiders?
1: Um, Probably not. I've got the 49ers projected at uh, seven Mm -hmm. here, a little over seven. Um, 49ers have won eight straight, and their average margin of victory over that stretch is 16.6 points. I mean, they (sighs) haven't lost going back to October 23rd, Joe. And um, shout out to to Matthew Friedman for putting me on the uh, under, on the Raiders season-long win total of eight and a half, which uh, officially came in. (laughs) on Christmas Eve with the uh, Steelers defeating the the Raiders in that one I just the 49ers offense can just hurt you in so many ways and the Raiders defense is 32nd dead last in DVOA like hard for me to see them hanging with the the Niners
0: in this one all right Freeman what's your take here on the 49ers I know they've been riding high but do you think that
2: uh, this number six is going to be close at all I have projected at six and a half. So I'm, I'm right in the neighborhood. And I got to say, I am just, I'm really impressed by what we've seen out of the 49ers ever since uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. Um, I had with Garoppolo, this team power rated at 5.75. That was uh, the highest that they ever got in the power ratings. And then when uh, Garoppolo went out, they brought in Brock Purdy I thought that would be a pretty significant downgrade both because I think Garoppolo has been underappreciated for what he's done within that offense like Mm -hmm. he's not a great quarterback but he knows that system really well and fits the system pretty well operates well within what they want him to do with Brock Purdy you know, seventh round rookie quarterback coming in, I thought there would be a significant downgrade. And maybe in terms of like real life ability, there is a downgrade, but Shanahan has been able to scheme so incredibly well for Brock Purdy that there hasn't been a drop off. And so I've, you know, incrementally each week been bumping the 49ers back up. And now I have them exactly at 5.75. I have them right where they were When Garoppolo went out and I'm, I'm still potentially too low on them. Like at this point, I think they are right there for being the best team in the NFC. I think their defense is better than the defense that we see with the Eagles. And, uh, you know, if, if Hertz isn't his healthy self, they might have the better offense. So I am really impressed by San Francisco. And I think that this number of six is just a little too short.
0: I'm going to say this. I think you're 100% right. It's been great uh, what Brock purdy has been able to do. I do think eventually, though, in the playoffs, you know, you're know, you going to need your quarterback to do something more in one of these big spots. And I just don't know if he's up to task. So there's a danger here yeah. of overing the 49ers in the postseason market. that I'll be very careful about doing, everyone. Very careful. The New York Jets. Right now, everybody is saying prayers in church in the New York area for Mike White's ribs and that scan he's having today. Hopefully they get him back. Otherwise, who knows what this game is going to be. The Jets are going to travel to Seattle. Seattle is one and a half point favorites at home. They have played terrible football the last few weeks. 43 is the number. Uh, Look, it's all minus money on the money line here. Minus 105 on the Jets, though. Jets defense is really good, Friedman. Like, they continue to, you know, just rely on that defense, but you got to get some offense. That's the problem. They clearly don't want to go to Flacco here. I don't think you're going to get Zach Wilson. If you do, it's hard to like the jets, even in this spot. What are your thoughts here? If, if, do you want to bet this now in hopes that Mike white gets cleared where you want to stay away from this and then just take it when you have a clear picture?
2: Uh, I, I have value on Seattle right now. I, I don't know. The Mike white situation is really hard to figure out. I don't think it's going to be Zach Wilson. Uh, I just I think he's he's done. So I agree. Uh, you know, maybe it's Flacco. Maybe it's is it Strevler? Strevler. Strevler. You, know, you know, CFL legend Strevler. Uh, you know maybe it's him Uh but you know with the Mike White situation with the ribs like I, I thought he was going to be able to play the week after he suffered the injury because he was able to gut it out in that game uh, but then evidently wasn't cleared you know and then hasn't been cleared for two games now so it's just given that he's already missed back-to-back games I think there's a decent chance he still misses this game Um, but i you know, I have no idea really how to handicap it. Cause I don't think it's going to be Zach white. I just don't know the quarterback situation, but uh, I Zach am Wilson, on Seattle. I Sorry, yeah. I don't think it's going to be Zach Wilson. So uh, I am on Seattle in this spot. I haven't projected it a uh, two and a half, but it's, it's very tentative. All right. Fitz, what are your thoughts here on this one? Cause
0: like if it is Mike white, I really like the jets in this spot. I'm I'm going to be honest with you, but what do you think here?
1: I have a little value on Seattle too. Um, kind of thinking that it won't be Mike White. And I guess one concern that I had had with the Seahawks coming into this one was that in the previous month or so, their running game had stopped working and their run defense had gone just completely belly up. Like they've been giving up, I think over 200 rushing yards a game over the last month. Um, and like they had kind of run into the mud with their running game and and Kenneth Walker not being effective, but then Walker runs for a hundred yards against the chiefs. And uh, you know, they didn't get trampled by the chiefs running game. So, you know, maybe they're not the running game on both sides of the ball, not the weakness. I was worried about going into week 16 on the other hand, like the one thing that I want to bet here is the total. I don't understand why it's so high. We've seen eight of the last 10 Jets games play under 40 points. I mean, their defense is legit, even though it didn't look very good against the Jaguars last week. But they'll have had extra prep time. I think they're going to come out breathing fire after kind of getting humiliated by the Jags a bit in Week 16. And, uh, you know, Seattle's offense is kind of at low ebb right now. So I like the under here a lot.
0: All right. The Minnesota Vikings, the team of destiny could be, they are now 12 and three. I know Fitz does not like to hear that phrase. So we'll, we'll keep this one short. Green Bay Packers go to seven and eight. They are three point favorites in this game in green Bay. Now look, I get it. I understand elements. All I said, but what more do, do the Vikings have to do to prove the heart of this team to prove how amazing Justin Jefferson is and what an incredible talent he is. Kirk cousins. Can we give him a little bit more credit? Give me I, I mean, I understand it's in the elements, it's outdoors, blah, 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 all this stuff. Every time I feel like we come here every week, the Minnesota Vikings don't get any respect and they keep turning around and winning football games. Fitz. I know it's the Packers. I know they come off a win here. They're feeling good about them. but still the Minnesota Vikings three point underdogs. I'm taking the Vikings here. Yeah. I mean,
1: Make no mistake, Joe. The Vikings are not as good as their record, and they're not even close to as good as their record. Does that matter,
0: though, sometimes? Like, sometimes don't we have this thing where teams just have that weird thing go like everything just breaks their way? I mean, the 49ers did the year they went to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, they weren't yeah. the best team that year with Garoppolo. Everything bounced their way. Ray Mostert has a huge playoff game out of nowhere. Next thing you know, they're in the Super Bowl. Like, it feels like the Vikings could just be that team this year.
1: So, what you're saying, Joe, uh, and Friedman's a Seinfeld fan, you're saying they've got the Kvorka
0: like got it, the they've got that uh, thing you know it's, it's, on the surface
1: on the surface it's ugly but like there's just the uh look, Aaron
0: Rodgers better show up wearing a whole thing of garlic that's all I'm saying if he
2: wants to hear this
1: <laughs> yeah I mean the Packers like I I don't even have a good handle on them as a Packers fan like they can look terrible and great within the span of the same game uh but to some extent, Joe, I see what you're saying. And to have the Vikings be outside the framework of a field goal differential in this one, like I, I do want to bet the Vikings because like they're going to stay in this game. They're probably going to pull it out at the end. Um, You know, I, I think the Packers might actually be the better team, but uh, I don't want to bet them covering three and a half against a team that has the kaborka.
0: All right. Let's talk about the Kavorka here, Friedman. You know what I know? Sometimes you just can't explain certain things. Uh, the, the Vikings were a team that historically lost every close game. Now they're the team that wins every close game. And when that happens, you start to believe that anytime you get down, you're going to win, i.e. two weeks ago. When you're down by 30 at halftime and you come back and win, at a certain point, you feel invincible. And that is a very dangerous thing, especially when now, after doing this two weeks in a row, you're underdogs in your division rival spot on the road what do you think Friedman
2: yeah this number was three and a half last night when it reopened and uh, it's been bet to three and so I'm a little bit upset with myself for not betting it then Um, but I have a projected 2.75 and to Fitz's point about the the Packers might actually be the better team this might feel blasphemous Uh, just based on what we've seen out of their records and based on how disappointing the Packers have been this year. But I actually do have the Packers power rated at 0.25 points better than, uh, than the Vikings on a neutral field. And Lambeau is definitely not a neutral field. Like that is a tough place to play. Now home field advantage doesn't mean as much in division, both because a team normally doesn't have to travel as far and because they are more familiar with that field than they are a a typical uh, road game. So The home field advantage doesn't mean as much for the Packers here, but it's still a pretty significant home field advantage. Guys, I'm telling you, team of destiny, Minnesota Vikings. All right.
0: The Battle of Los Angeles, as if anybody really cares, I don't know. The Los Angeles Rams, five and 10, coming off a huge victory over the Denver Broncos. They are seven point underdogs against the Chargers. They share this building. It's all the same. Minus seven here on the Chargers side of this game. 40 and a half is the over/under. Plus 265 if you like the Rams. Look, I mean, I don't know what to make of this game, to be honest with you, Friedman. This one seems like just pure chaos to me uh, because we don't know what Charger team is going to show up tonight. And sometimes whatever Charger team shows up doesn't necessarily mean that's the same one that shows
2: up week to week. So what are your thoughts here on this battle of Los Angeles? So this line in the look ahead market, I believe, was eight and a half, and it moved to eight, and now it's seven and a half. And, you know, based on what we see out of the the chargers tonight, you know, maybe this gets to seven, like the market has been really bullish on the Rams for the past few weeks. Um, And I think maybe we continue to see that. Uh, That said, like, I'm showing value on the chargers, I have this at minus eight and a half, but I am, I'm definitely not betting it right now. I feel like I don't have a good read on the Rams. And Maybe I don't have a good read on the Chargers either, because they can they can be a little bit hit or miss. Okay. Uh, how about your thoughts here on
0: LA versus LA?
1: When I was doing the projection for this one, I couldn't find a line for it and uh wasn't looking hard enough probably, but <laughs> I had just watched the Rams uh totally butcher the the Broncos and uh I pegged this at Chargers by four and a half. And maybe I'm giving the Rams way too much credit uh, because they looked fantastic, but I don't know, maybe something about the Baker Mayfield, Sean McVay pairing just works. Uh, (laughs) You know, like maybe, maybe this isn't as sickly (sighs) an offense as it's looked for so much of the season. And, and, could it be legitimate now i mean cam Akers looked good yesterday the <laughs> offensive line looked the best it's
2: looked it all so season weird. against
0: against a really good denver defense too. like it's it's infuriating like yeah I, it's, it's so bizarre and that's why i just can't go near yeah. this game this,
2: and I, it, this I, line sorry dinner and so nope. yeah this line is now at seven you know like it was seven and a half last night it's seven this morning i think this moves below seven you know honestly i would be waiting I would be waiting for it to move below seven, just wait for it to continue to move towards the Rams. And then I would bet on the Chargers.
0: And like, assessment. Uh,
2: like yeah, and
1: the, the Chargers are really good when they're hitting on all cylinders, but we haven't seen them hit on all cylinders very often this season. And there's like really no home field advantage here. I mean, it's the, they're a mutually shared home stadium and yes, it's going to be the Chargers season ticket holders, but you know, I don't think the Chargers are known for their rabid fan
2: base. Uh, fits. One thing that's interesting is that there won't be the typical home disadvantage that they have either because it's not as if you're... with
1: other fans.
0: Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. No one will be rooting for anyone in yeah. this game. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Everyone's
0: just going to be taking selfies of themselves and posting them on Instagram. Uh, let's go to the Baltimore Ravens at home. They are 10 and five taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and eight Baltimore three and a half point favorites at home feels about right. 36 and a half is the number Plus one sixty five. You like Pittsburgh for the upset here fits. Do you like Pittsburgh for the upset here? Or do you think Baltimore just wins this one and covers the three and a half?
1: Uh, I don't like Pittsburgh for the upset. I think this line doesn't give enough heed to the possibility of Lamar Jackson, maybe coming back this week. Like I, I'm going to, I have not hit this yet. Cause I want to read up on the, the Lamar Jackson status and see if there's any, see what some of the medical people have to say, but I just feel like the pot odds maybe suggest a bet for the Ravens on this one because I don't think the line accounts for that possibility enough and what Lamar Jackson would do to move the line if he is in fact back in this one like I just I think the pot odds are right for a bet on the Ravens here if anything okay, but if he doesn't thoughts- if he doesn't come back, it's going to be a rock fight.
0: Well, that's that's the thing. If it's a rock fight, anything can happen here, especially when these two teams lock up late in the year. Friedman, your thoughts here. Is this a dangerous game here for Baltimore at the worst time of the year?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm interested in the Steelers in this spot. This number was six in the look ahead market on Thursday. It opened at four last night and it's been bet down to three and a half. Like this number is moving towards the Steelers. I have the uh the projection at 4.25. Uh, and so the the more it moves towards the uh towards the Steelers the more interested at that point I will become in the Ravens um but you know at this current market I think it's about where it should be if it hits the key number three then I think it will have gone too far okay last one
0: here Monday Night Football this should be a great one the first two time uh first time these two I got it
2: I think we skipped a
0: game
1: I think Panthers we, Buccaneers
0: we Panthers oh, Buccaneers. Oh, my apologies how did that happen oh Well, we can't skip that one because the Buccaneers are super exciting. They're a great football team.
2: That's one we would want to skip, but that's an interesting game. All
0: right. Well, my apologies, everybody. We did skip a game here. Again, maybe it was Freudian. Maybe I just didn't want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers anymore. The Bucs are five and a half point favorites. See, I was all excited to talk about Cincinnati Buffalo. Now I got to wait. Five and a half point favorites. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers 41 is the number plus 200 on the Carolina Panthers side. Carolina is in this thing, folks. If you could believe it, Sam Darnold, they were running the football all over the place on a team that you hadn't previously been able to run the football on, so scrap that. Tom Brady and the Bucks look completely just like crap. Let's be honest, they looked like crap last night. And every highlight you watch, everything was just not going well for them. Friedman, you,
2: since you drill it back to this game, what is it you see in this one that's got you so interested? Okay, in the look-ahead market, this was seven. Last night, it was six and a half. I'm looking at the, the betting pros odds <laughs> paid right now, and it is four or four and a half. And this number should be three. Uh, Carolina has a good and Guess defense. what? Refresh again, because I just refreshed again. It is three. It's three now? Wow.
0: Yeah. It just refresh. You see what I'm seeing now? I literally just refreshed it since the beginning of the show we started. It's now three on the yeah. expert consensus line.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a surprise yeah wow 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 yeah three three and How a about half apples <laughs> yeah three yeah three at bet mgm three and a half at draft kings fan duel uh three at caesars yeah i mean and that's where this line should be uh the idea you know in the look-ahead market four days ago that at home the buccaneers should be favored by a touchdown which is absolutely ludicrous like this was especially at this point in the year oh. You yeah. tend not to see in terms of like projections versus the actual spread that is posted. You tend not to see discrepancies that big. Where I had to go back and kind of double check just to make sure that there wasn't something wrong in in my projections. And uh, you know, I maybe it was just hey, I'm giving too much credit to the Panthers, but the Panthers looked much better than I thought they were. And and I had the Panthers uh, like at three point uh, underdogs while I really wasn't even giving the Panthers all that much credit. Uh, and so I think the Panthers uh, are definitely the side to be betting here. Um, even with this number at three, I think it's, it's fine value at three, at three and a half. I'm still leaning towards the Panthers. I'm actually glad now we brought this game back because of that wacky moment we just had. Fitz, what do you think
0: about these two teams? Who'd have thought we'd be talking about the Carolina Panthers challenging the Tampa Buccaneers in week uh, 17?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was ready to slam the Panthers when it it looked like this game was going to be five or five and a half or whatever. But with the line plummeting, I'm seeing a little bit less value, but I certainly would not be betting the Buccaneers on this one. Like the the Panthers has been a different team since they fired Matt Rule. And I mean, Tom Brady looks like he's toast. He really does. Um, Last night against the Cardinals, who I think were a bottom five team. In DVOA against the pass, and Brady averaged 5.9 yards per attempt, one touchdown, two interceptions. Like he just does not look good. And this mm-hmm. offense is, you know, Mike Evans. You're seeing the frustration on his face now throughout the game. Um, yeah, like I, I like the Panthers here. I might be looking at a money line opportunity Ooh, here.
0: Oh, you you speak in my language there. It's plus 154. I thought it would be more. It probably was higher. But, oof, wow, crazy and times. I, All right.
2: I, I got to say here, just just to follow up on, on Fitz's uh-huh. point. Okay, the, the defense for the Buccaneers, that has been a, a strong point historically, but it is so much not a strong point this year. They're missing mm-hmm. on that defensive line. Shaq Barrett on the edge. Uh, Carl Massib has been injured. Vita Vea, who's you know, one of their main run stoppers, they've been he's been injured. And so it's a situation where the Panthers, even though they're not that great on offense, I think they're actually pretty bad on offense. Like they want to run the ball, especially with Sam Darnold, the quarterback, but I think they will be able to run it against a Buccaneers team that just does not have the run stopping strength that it had in previous years because of how decimated it is on the defensive line. Okay, now we can get to the fun game. Let's
0: we'll leave on a high note, everybody, another Seinfeld reference for you. Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. First time these two are ever going to play against each other. This is going to be fun. It's on primetime Monday night. Let's go. 11-4 Bengals, 12-3 and three Buffalo Bills. The Bills are one-point road favorites, practically a pick em. You're getting even money on the Cincinnati Bengals. 49 and a half is the number here. Uh, Fitz, let's start with you on this one. What's your take on this game besides wanting to watch it?
1: I love that we get this on Monday and, you know, with week 17 being the championship week in fantasy football and having a game that's got so many fantasy contributors going in. It's going to be a fun one. I don't think the Bengals should be a home dog to anyone. I mean, they've won seven straight and granted they have not exactly run people down and left tire tracks on their back the way the 49ers have. But I mean, this is just, been a really good team they get it done week after week after week and you know like not that i'm saying the bills uh don't deserve the sort of credit they're getting but the Bengals aren't getting enough so i Mm. i lean Bengals here
0: well put they've been on a streak here what do you think friedman i know they've had some injuries too but they've been very strong in some of these victories where you know tough circumstances they still come out on top the Bengals are tough, and the Bills, let's be honest, they've let a lot of teams hang in. Is that a dangerous thing to do with Joe Burrow?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm very much with Fitz here. I do have the Bills as the slightest of favorites, uh, favored by 0. .25 points in this game but so very much very much a pick them here and i did bet in the look ahead market uh on the Bengals when this number was plus two and a half uh it's continued to move towards them i think it's still at plus one and a half at some books out there uh caesars for instance and so i i would still be betting that on the Bengals. one thing i do want to say though joe you mentioned the uh the mvp market uh Mahomes obviously is awesome uh I think he deserves to be the front runner but I think I don't know Josh Allen I think Josh Allen is an intriguing spot here he's 20 to 1 at points bet and Josh Allen was funny because he's 10 to 1 at FanDuel what a vast difference that is because looking at FanDuel right now yeah, so 20 to one a points, bet, and I gotta say like the case for Josh Allen, I think is not that hard to make. The bills are the number one seed right now in the AFC, which is clearly the superior of the two conferences. And the NFC Jalen hurts has been knocked out. So it's not to say like he can't win it. But you know, his odds of winning it have drastically dropped. Uh, and and he was the front runner opening the year. He beat Patrick Mahomes head to head. And had a strong performance in that game um and if he beats if the bills beat the Bengals uh this upcoming week on monday night football and he has a good performance and jalen hurts doesn't play yeah and jalen hurts doesn't play like he will have beat the two other teams that are really there in the running uh and you know like what would have changed really like okay, oh, no, it's a great point. Mahomes has he had doesn't... a good season, but like Allen has had a kind of Allen-esque season. Yeah, he's thrown interceptions, but he was good enough to get his team to the number one seed. And I, I know like fantasy points don't matter when people are thinking about MVP, but like he's still done a lot on the ground. He still had like a pretty all-encompassing Josh Allen type of season. I I think that there would be a chance of him. I I don't think he would actually win the MVP. I don't think he would win the MVP, but I'm pretty sure his odds would be much better than twenty to one. Well, six to one right now is where Joe Burrow is too.
0: So if Joe Burrow should win this game, then all of a sudden I think the calculus might change again. Just saying. Like right now, Mahomes yeah. is the favorite again, but that just two weeks ago it was Jalen Hurts was the prohibitive favorite. This market is still moving very much in that market for MVP. All right. That'll do it for us. Make sure you go ahead and uh, subscribe to Betting Pro's YouTube channel. Click that little bell till it goes ding so you know every time a piece of content drops here on BP. And of course, make sure that you uh, check out all the great content over at bettingpros.com, including the prop bet cheat sheet. That'll do it for us. And the story of the game goes on for Matthew Friedman and Pat Fitzmaurice. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.